Hi, today is November 22nd. Welcome to the Theta Gang Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. And I'm your host, Skater Girl, and thanks for tuning in. These are only Junie's opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. Junie has stock positions in BA and NVIDIA. Thanks. Dang, nice. That's perfect. Okay. And it's still recording. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, that intro was done by my lovely girlfriend, Skater Girl, who hangs out in our Tuesday live stream sometimes uh, at 6 p.m. Pacific time. That's twitch.tv slash realthetagang. Jumping straight into earnings. Today's a light week because it is Thanksgiving, so happy holidays to those that do celebrate it. Uh, After the bell on Monday, you have Urban Outfitters. Uh, Before open... On Tuesday, you have Best Buy, Dick's Sporting Goods, Dollar Tree, Abercrombie & Fitch, and Burlington Coat Factory. And then after the bell on Tuesday, you have Gap and you have Autodesk. Some interesting things to note before we head into the holiday season is uh, retail, uh, like Best Buy, Dick's, Dollar Tree, Abercrombie & Fitch, Urban Outfitters, everything that I've just like basically named. Um, you're going to be looking for foot traffic, how foot traffic is doing uh, nationwide. Maybe even international sales, too, if some of them have international stores. Uh, And just seeing how, like I've said with Target and Walmart previously, you want to see how their e-commerce pipelines have adapted to the new COVID uh, conditions. So as you're listening to earnings calls or just looking at earnings reports, one key thing that you can start putting purpose behind uh, learning these uh, earnings reports is maybe looking at traffic as well as e-commerce revenue i understand learning everything about our earnings report is very daunting there are a lot of words that even i still do not know what they mean uh, but having purpose behind learning a few things from the report and getting what you exactly want to know is more beneficial in a way where you can kind of tailor your learning experience and maybe Uh, Instead of having to learn the whole earnings report, you just look at a few metrics instead. So just offering a little bit of advice there on how to tackle uh, large ventures into like such as like learning a entire uh, suite of new terminology and terms and words that you might have not known before. This is also a reminder that Kanye West did strike a 10 year deal uh, with Gap. Uh, it's best to just, you know, see how the progress of everything about that is going. It'll be interesting to know whether or not they talk about it on the earnings call. Um, I'm not typically bullish, uh, on gap or at least any more. There was definitely time in the beginning for it to be bullish on gap. Uh, gap has then like retraced back to normal prices. So it's kind of almost safe to say like, uh, Kanye West saved gap. Um, but we'll see where they go in 2021 um, and just like what the product line looks like, what gets finalized and just like how popular and how well marketed everything is uh, with the Yeezy brand. This week was a pretty good week um, personally for me. I got in Tesla around 400. Uh, then my shares got called away at 425, um, namely after the S&P 500 inclusion news. Uh, I bought more shares at around 450, uh, and then got called away at 480. So that was pretty cool. Um, and now I don't have any Tesla shares left, though I do have some Tesla positions. Uh, my Boeing shares uh, were about to get called away, but because I had uh, stuck out with my covered call, 
um, my shares did not get called away and I was able to break my or lower my break even by about a percent, which is really nice. Uh, and I still have my Boeing shares going into next week. Um, this is just a friendly reminder that when you open up these covered calls, you're agreeing to yourself. I mean, you're definitely under obligation to other other people or the trader that you're like selling the call to. But you have to agree on the price uh, that you're willing to sell it at. A lot of people, you know, get in the red on a covered call and they start suddenly thinking, oh, man, I need to buy it back. It's just going to keep on mooning. That could be the case. But you can imagine in a scenario where if your covered call goes in the red, if you practice good financial responsibility, you were not all in. So in that moment, you can either open up another wheel to make that a bicycle. Shout out to slow motion there. Um, or you can just opt to buy more shares like I did with Tesla. My 425 covered call got in the money. My Tesla shares are about to get called away. I still wanted to be part of the ride. And instead of buying my covered call back, I bought more shares. The turnout or the, you know, the outcome of that position would have possibly been better if I had just bought in the uh, covered callback, but it's hard to always know. And it's best to have a system down that you can tweak rather than relying on your emotions to tweak your trades, uh, you know, at real time. Like consider putting all your trades into this cookie cutter. And if you find that something about it doesn't turn out well, then you adjust the cookie cutter. You don't just adjust the dough on the fly. Like you want to make sure that um, your, uh, your outcome is as controlled as possible. And as soon as you get tilted, as soon as you think you know, that you know, Tesla or whatever your favorite stock is breaching the RSI 100, uh, you're, you're in for a lot of trouble especially if you're in the mood where you feel like you're missing out and you get the FOMO, you buy it back and it starts correcting. Maybe it starts even correcting um, in a healthy fashion, right? Like maybe it goes up 30% and it goes down 5%, but then you start freaking out and then you start selling your position off um, from their moment on. Um, you know, trading is all about just staying afloat. Some of it is about making the money. But staying afloat allows you to know what works, what doesn't, and what doesn't blow you up. And the the worst case of you blowing up, the more times you don't do it, the more times you understand what it takes to not do it. Seems kind of obvious, but from what I've been seeing on Wall Street Bets lately, there's a lot of people losing a lot of money, um, which, I mean, has not changed. That's what makes Wall Street Bets so awesome sometimes is seeing people go for it and some people make it some people don't i'd say most people don't um but you owe it to yourself to be financially responsible you're getting to that age uh to where you might want to start you know take finance a little bit more seriously maybe you want to build up a nest egg to buy a nice house you want to save up for that ring or you want to save up for uh, a nice car, whatever your priorities in your life are. You just need to make sure that you're on your way to get there. And the more times you blow up, the more times you're going to be having to set that deadline a little bit further. Uh, I apologize for the tangent, but you know it's just important that you realize that sometimes you need to just not blow up.
Okay, uh, moving on to the new ThetaGain.com website updates. Um, just minor improvements to the wheel tracker. Uh, fixed a, well, a pretty major bug. Um, thank you, Slow Motion, for the screenshots and for the help in like debugging that. Um, but also like Nate the River and ex-patron Cappuccino for sending in very helpful suggestions um, on how to make the wheel tracker better. The wheel tracker gets better and better uh, nearly every day or at least ThetaGang.com does. Um, it's just a mix of, you know, people sending in bug reports or just, you know, making suggestions. And it comes from everywhere. It, go, it goes to my email. A lot of it comes from my Discord. And some of it is straight from Twitch. Some people will just say, like, hey, why don't you do this? Or why do you do do this? Um, and something to note there is that you always have to be willing to make changes to your project or your platform um you know anybody that uses it that says that hey i want this or i want to be able to do this um while some of them or some suggestions might come off a little bit more rude than others it comes there's some truth in like what they want and how you should take that advice um during this time of year and this includes like last year um people have always asked me like what advice can i give for wanting for them wanting to start a uh, a business or a, a side project uh, at the time last year thetagang.com was definitely just a side project it's turning a little bit more serious this year and i hope it gets a little bit more serious next year um my ma my major advice my first point um that i always like to bring up is that you have to be willing to use it uh, you have to be willing to use whatever product whatever service you provide if you feel like you wouldn't use it yourself, but you feel like you would be fixing other people's problems, I wouldn't suggest that be your first real side project that you take seriously. What helps datagang.com, uh, you know, be uh, so, uh, I don't know, in line with someone that trades options is because someone that trades options built it, right? Like I'm building it. Um, you can imagine like if I didn't trade options and I just wrote a description of how trades should work and I just sent the document or the the code base to like Fiverr or Upwork, it wouldn't be nearly as good as it is right now because taking in feedback and iterating on it just would not be implemented the same way because there's no one really invested into the platform that's building it. This is in line with if you had maybe dreams of like creating your meal prep business um maybe that's not the hottest thing to do during covid right now but let's say for example you follow all protocol or whatever that needs to go in there um you need to be willing to eat your meal prep for the rest of your life you need to prove to yourself that your meal prep is so good that uh you know that this idea is worth uh, striving for because if you m make a meal prep business but you don't eat your meal prep who are you trying to prove that your service or product is worth buying? You have to be realistic with yourself and um, just whatever you're trying to do. Do you actually want to use it? And if you don't, that's a huge red flag and you should consider uh, maybe re-architecting the idea or just abandoning the idea in general and doing something else. So that's point number one. Uh, is basically if you want to start your own thing, you better use your own thing 
and you better use it for as long as the business is alive. You need to know like where the shortcomings are of your product or service, and um, you'll only understand that if you use it yourself. Like there are some times where in ThetaGang.com, I wish I had this feature. I wish I could tag this as earnings. I wish I could close this trade. I wish I could show my PL for this trade. All of that did not exist from day one of ThetaGang.com. Uh, those came iteratively as people asked for it, as I wanted it, and et cetera, et cetera. One last point uh, that's not entirely obvious uh, or as obvious as the first one is that you want to keep your startup costs very low. You don't need the best equipment uh, to start your uh, whatever you want to do. Like, for example, my podcast started with a gaming headset, like the headset microphone. I didn't have the nice like mic I have now. Even the mic I have now is not even that nice. Um, and I don't have the best software. I just use Audacity. Um, but again, the podcast is also not my main forte, or it's not the main part of the business. Theta Game Podcast is the official podcast of ThetaGang.com. ThetaGang.com is my pride and joy I take care of. Um, the podcast is just something nice and something fun to do. But I hope it does prove that like I don't even spend that much time uh, on the podcast or not as much time. Uh, so let that be an inspiration for those that want to start your own podcast. If you're really knowledgeable about like some niche thing, uh, like the world wants to know, you will get at least one listener. I remember when I first started the Thadian podcast, I got excited for like my like like five listeners that I got. Um you know, and it's grown over to like, you know, like about like a thousand a month, which is cool. Um, but really, you don't need the best equipment. You just need the discipline. Um, I haven't missed an episode in, I think, 71 weeks now. And is this is just living, breathing proof that if you just do something for 71 weeks straight, you can do it. Um, that's all it takes. I only make one episode a week. It's not that busy. And I just do it on whatever Sunday or Saturday if I have to leave early or maybe Friday if I have to leave for a trip or something. But it's just about consistency and discipline. A lot of people make things a lot harder than they're supposed to be. But really, I know a lot of you are driven and want to do something. And a few of you have actually reached out. This section of this specific episode is dedicated to you guys and girls that want to start something make sure you want to use it keep your startup costs small and uh, just be disciplined just make sure you execute your ideas and don't let your dreams be dreams Okay, uh, today's topic, um, I would rather be wrong doing the right thing. I'm bound to mess that up somewhere in this, uh, in this section. I'm going to say the episode title again. It's going to be me saying it the wrong way. Um, but again, one more time, I'd rather be wrong doing the right thing. Uh, I had some reservations about naming it or naming this episode that title, um, I thought maybe I would just rather title this trend is your friend. Uh, but 
I thought this title would just be a little bit more relevant. Okay, and so just want to give a almost like a recap of a section of this live stream that happened like two Tuesdays ago. It was a really cool moment where we were just looking at this S&P 500 graph as um, just with chat. And we looked at the one day, the seven day, like the one month, the six month, and the one year, as well as the all time of S&P 500. And I was able to say a bearish case for like a few of the intervals and a bullish case for others. Like, oh, here's a triple top. Oh, there's a double bottom here. Oh, uh, there's a support at this level. Oh, there's resistance at this level. Every single interval had a different sentiment, right? Like it was almost like back and forth. This one's bearish. This one's bullish. This one's bearish. This one's bullish. But if you just zoom all the way out, right, in the history of S&P 500, it's gone up. Some can argue that, yes, maybe capitalism is bad and uh, like all of these other factors like, oh, it's rich people get richer and there's no reason why the stock market should be going up. There's so much corruption. There's so much, so many bad things happening in the world. Why are you investing? You should be doing something more wholesome. And to that, it's me basically just saying like, hey, I just want a nice house. I would maybe like a nice car. I like to provide for my family. And so I think investing is a pretty safe way um, for me to, you know, generate the extra income for me to, you know, get that nice house, get that nice car, provide for my family. Um, I could choose to maybe sell drugs. That could be, <laughs> you know, a good amount of money coming in too. But that's not as safe as, say, the stock market, especially if you res um, invest responsibly. So with that said, um, because of these intervals and, you know, your outlook being changed based on what interval you're looking at, I'd just like to remind everybody that the stock market does generally go up. Can it start just going down from the moment this podcast gets released? Yes, that can absolutely be the case. But the probabilities of that are super low, right? Like of all time that S&P 500 has been available to trade, what are the chances that this moment right now when you're listening to this that it just starts to only go down? Chances are it's pretty low. Um, the Fed has lowered rates, um, and you know the Fed doesn't plan to raise rates for quite some time. And you know some people that I follow or you know used to follow um, say that this is start of a young bull market. There are plenty of other people that might just say that this is this is it. This is where we start going down. But I urge everybody just take some time out of your day to just zoom out of the S&P 500 graph and just tell me that the stock market just, just generally doesn't go or, or that generally does go up. Right. There's also that meme of like buy the dip. Right. <laughs> the one with Warren Buffett. You guys and girls all know that one Buy the dip. And there's that other word um, or that stonks only go up. Right. That these memes have truth in them. There's some truth in those memes. And I bring this up because a lot of people that, you know, start listening to the podcast or start my using the website get very inspired, very motivated to start doing theta gang style trades um, that puts you on the short side. Um, and they can generally start picking a direction. They don't have 
or let me let me just preface this with most people that get inspired that get motivated that join the site are pretty young um and their uh portfolio size is usually you know on the smaller side maybe like one thousand dollars to like five thousand dollars um that doesn't allow you to do higher probability profit trades like running wheels on a big company that needs like 20 to 30k um so they want to take the leap and they want to take the you know just the plunge into theta gang style trades and they find out that they can do them just with spreads and the, the good thing about spreads is that you don't need that big of a bankroll um you still get a decent a very very decent probability profit way better than if you bought something naked but selling a spread is a much better probability profit giving you around 70 percent of winning versus like 30 percent if you bought a call or put and um the worst part about spreads is that when you lose on a spread you lose money if you lose on a covered call you lose your shares if you lose on a short naked put or a cash secured put you gain shares maybe at a bad cost basis but you haven't technically lost or realized your losses until you sell those shares when you lose on a spread you lose money and it's done it's not that great of a strategy especially when you first start i know this single-handedly because i started with spreads I started with spreads. If you go to datagame.com slash Juni and you scroll all the way down to June of last year or whenever my first trades were, um, they were all spreads with like $100 or you know a dollar width and strikes. Um, and I was just testing the waters. I was like, you know, I was starting to find, yeah, I'm winning a lot more often than I used to with naked versus like naked calls or naked puts. And I was like, wow, this is really, really nice. Um, and I just generally started finding a pattern that, wow, my put credit spreads, the ones that are have a bullish outlook, um, I win more often on those than I do with call credit spreads. And it didn't occur to me that, you know, I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. I wasn't looking at the uh, market holistically the market in general goes up there are blips where it goes down i get it there are crashes there are really bad moments but that can all be protected if you just financially um, if you invest uh, responsibly um, but you know opening call credit spreads opening up put credit spreads both favor in different directions both can have the same probability of profit but one just seemed to win more often than the other, despite having the same probability of profit. Being on the short side um, of you know the market going up, aka call credit spreads, uh, lost more often than me opening put credit spreads. And you know, there's always just me reflecting back to uh, you know the, the buy the stocks meme, stocks only go up meme. Um, you should be on the side where, especially if you're just beginning, that you're betting that the stock market will go up. You're not, as much as I would like you to be, or as much as I'd like to be, we are not Michael Burry. We wish we were Michael Burry, but we're not. We don't do the immense amount of due diligence that he did in the movie and in real life. We don't have that ample 
knowledge of you know making those trades making those sales of those short strikes and you know whatever you know he did with those swaps you want to just make sure that when you're just starting you want to be on a team that wins more often and then you get more comfortable winning and then with those profits you can choose to maybe dabble on the bearish side right imagine you win 10 trades in a row betting that a few stocks will go up use like 10 percent of those winnings to maybe uh, you know open a bearish trade for your first time and maybe you win that one maybe you win that first call credit spread that you open great at least you're you know starting off on the right path um the reason why i say that i'd rather be wrong doing the right thing <laughs> i had to slow down there to make sure i said it right um the reason why i say that is it's much better to lose and go out with a plan than it is to lose uh without a plan right at least if you went in with a plan uh you can adjust it but i feel like if you implement too many strategies in the beginning when you first start you have too many variables to change instead of you know making sure that you can win with both put credit spreads and call credit spreads like you have to time the top and bottom correctly that sounds a lot more difficult than just opening put credit spreads where you think the the stock will just go up from there right like you have so much time on your hands uh and that's both metaphorical and on the contract that you write that because the stock market generally goes up there's chances that even if it dips that it'll like revert back to the mean and it'll trade flat thus giving you like a net premium or a net positive premium and letting that trade be a win then having to make sure that if a stock goes down that it keeps going down but you know in the back of your head that the stock market just generally goes up you can then maybe argue Junie, but you know you can just open call credit spreads on bad companies uh, like Nikola, and, and nothing will go wrong because uh, that company is bad and it should go down. The problem with that is that because it's a bad company, it can do bad practices, or there might be just shady things going on. And there's a lot of volatility baked into those companies so that you have more room to be wrong on your call credit spread. I agree. But there's a chance that one one article that you didn't plan for goes out and then it blows through your call credit spreads and now you're broke and you're suddenly in a position where you think that the market is corrupt. And it could be, but you put yourself in that scenario uh, knowing full well that that can happen. And if you didn't know that can happen, well, now you know. <laughs> so you need to make sure that whatever positions you open, especially ones that are on the bearish side, that you're not doing it without a plan um and that's that goes for the people that buy the doomsday puts right if you buy the put that requires spy to go down to like 250 or like 200 like a 50 percent drop in spy in like a year you're going to have a lot more problems than uh your put printing right if you bought a naked put and uh you I don't know. The stock market does go down that low. There's probably something really messed up going on in the world that your put that got you that sort of money 
isn't going to mean much. If you bet the SPY will go to zero, your money probably doesn't mean anything, right? Like the, it's a post-apocalyptic world or something. So this this is just more rambling now, but I just want to make sure that you understand being on the bullish side pays off more often um, than the bearish side. I'm not saying that every time you open up a bullish position, you will win because that's obviously not the case. Otherwise, everybody would make money. But you should at least, when you're just starting, put yourself and give yourself a good head start and mess around with options that are only bullish. You ask, but Junie, all my favorite companies are really up are really high up already. And I don't feel comfortable opening up um, bullish options on it. Like, I don't want to open up put credit spread. It just rose 10% this week. I don't want to buy a call. Uh, it just opened up, it just went up 10% this week. Well, then I argue that, hey, why don't you just start a long portfolio? Maybe you start uh, dollar cost averaging in, you know, buy 10 shares of that stock today, 10 shares of it next week. And, you know, you just monitor it that way, get some, get some of your money in there so it starts growing, it doesn't lose to inflation. There's just so many ways to not trade. Like you don't need to time the top. If your favorite stock goes to the moon, you don't need to open a bearish position for when you think it's going to correct because you're suddenly going to become really bitter at your own favorite stock because it didn't correct when you wanted it to. The market doesn't have to do what you want it to do. It will, it will actually do the exact opposite especially when you're tilted you're you're going to notice every single little tick in the candles and you're going to notice every single price movement and you're just going to become so triggered and upset that you might give up investing altogether if those series of trades while you're tilted goes wrong and i'm trying to protect you guys and girls from that moment because i know it's i know it's common there are too many ways to get emotionally invested into the market and making sure numbers stay numbers is very hard to do. I can say like don't trade emotionally, but it's not going to fix anything for you, right? It it takes a while for it to you know get ingrained into your system or you know maybe you don't change anything about how you trade right now um, for a long time. But then every time you do mess up, you might just remember a small bit of this episode like Oh yeah, Junie did say like yeah, being on the bullish side just it wins more than the bearish side. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to try my strategy one more time, and then maybe that strategy works, and you're like, yeah, Junie was wrong all along. But then later you can develop confidence doing that, and you get got, and then maybe you remember this episode. And this is where I want to say, you're always welcome to be wrong, and like come back to the podcast, come back to the website. I see, you know, some people. Uh, uh, apologize to me through email especially through twitter dms because i think it's just faster people apologize to me all the time saying like junie i bought puts and w- what do i do now i don't need an apology i just want to make sure that first of all you're okay i want to make sure that you know you understand that this platform isn't about being right it's not about being wrong it's it's just about being transparent being able to you know uh, be real with yourself and saying that like yeah i meant to do this trade it's part of a system and i can make the system better if buying puts is part of your system i'm not gonna rag on you for it it's 
perfectly decent to do if you know what you're doing. I just understand there's a lot of new people that come to the website every day, a lot of new people on the podcast, and it's just a much better position to start with one category of trades, like bullish trades, where you have the option of, oh, I think this is going to go up. I'll open up this bullish position and I have the entire market backing me because the market usually goes up. Or if this stock has already gone up too much, hey, I'm going to take this time to learn. I'm going to take this time to find new stocks. I'm not going to trade right now. You just need to get in that cycle where you learn for a period of time, you execute for a period of time, you learn for a period of time, um, and you develop a, a plan. Uh, for yourself but i digress this has gone on a little bit longer than i planned it would but i hope um of all this rambling some some points connect and uh just understand one more time that uh you know being on the bullish side pays off more often than the bearish side and i don't care if you make money i don't care if you lose money i just care that you trade with the plan and that you, you feel like that you can change the plan or modify the plan so that trading stays a fun hobby and maybe later can become a source of income because the last thing i want is to become that youtube guru that says oh follow my service and i could promise you uh, unlimited gains and i could uh uh, you know, sign up for this premium plan and I could coach you and blah, 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 blah. That, that ain't me. So just, <laughs> okay. And I was about to end the episode right there. I had an entire outro that was just said, but I just deleted it. And I wanted to just uh, relate the whole spiel back to the episode topic uh, right before I let you guys and girls go. And one more time, the episode topic is I'd rather be wrong doing the right thing. So what I mean by that is being on the bullish side because doing the right thing in this approach is just believing that you know companies in general in the long run get better you know people's life quality get better because of innovation um and you know some people can also argue that maybe just maybe that uh you know the stock market is only helping the one percent that is very corrupt uh there's a lot of shady things that happen that can be true uh, and maybe you can do what it takes to change that. But doing the fiscally responsible thing, uh, and because you know that's how our parents got their houses, they were in the stock market. Yeah, the stock market crashed a few times, um, but it did help them a lot in the long run. And doing the right thing is just investing in the stock market, not letting your cash just sit there, lose to inflation. That's just being fiscally responsible. Now, I'm not saying go out there and buy uh, all the calls you can on your favorite company because that's not the right thing either. Um, being wrong, doing the right thing is, fi- uh, is responsibly investing into the stock market, uh, at least for most people's um, you know, uh, plans for you know, going into retirement, right? You need some sort of income. Uh, after you retire or maybe you just save up very very hard um, prior to that but being wrong doing the right thing if you were to put a lot of your money into the stock market responsibly right you know maybe you don't go all in maybe you put some of it in the high yield savings account 
but putting you know a good chunk of it into the stock market and the stock market crashing that isn't your fault that isn't something that you should look at as a mistake you should be willing to accept that is a risk and you should trade accordingly but that is the right thing to do right i always tell people on the stream and you know even on the podcast open that ira you don't get taxed on it and it's a good stepping stone to get feel of like losing money and making money because the ira does go up and down with the market um it's just the fiscally responsible thing to do sure maybe you can't touch until you know you're old and you're about to retire but it is tax-free gains it's free money and it, it gives people that stepping stone into learning how to save for their retirement um and yeah it's a lot of it is just doing the right thing and you know being scared of a bad thing happening is okay but making sure that if that bad thing happens that you're prepared for it and you have some money tucked away somewhere else you have money in other investments maybe collectibles or a high yield savings account um, but don't be afraid to be wrong doing the right thing um, be you know you could be neutral on the market you could be bullish on the market but don't try to be the hero don't try to be the bearish play that was the perfect one and you hit a million bucks uh, in one big play try to just you know hedge your bets here and just do responsible plays do you know invest into some common stock start a long portfolio invest into ira match your 401k do the right thing and don't be afraid to be wrong because if you're wrong at doing the right thing chances are there are a lot of other people doing the right thing too that have also lost um but in the end because stock market generally goes up it can rebound and it's not a reason to necessarily panic um just one really quick shout out i know this has been a very very long topic segment this is probably the longest one in the theta game podcast history everybody remembers the beginning of the covid crash that was nuts everybody was calling for doom we've rebounded since then we can head back down i'm not discounting that remember in the beginning of this episode i was like what if this is the episode that makes you know the stock market start going down from here it can happen that's a possibility i put that on the table but i don't trade like that will happen um i protect myself from that scenario as best as i can but i don't bet on it i don't say like oh i'm buying spy 300 because the crash is gonna come again like that that's not uh <laughs> that's being wrong doing the wrong thing being wrong Doing the right thing includes matching your 401k, maxing out your IRA, and buying some common stock that you like, and then the market going through, uh, or just the world going through a pandemic, and then the market crashing. But just remember, like we came from the COVID lows, the stock market generally goes up. And so if something were like that to happen again, it's a very dangerous pattern to follow where you keep calling for doom and you always have to be willing to change your mind. But maybe that's a topic for a later time. This is getting a little bit long. Um, just trade responsibly and uh, happy holidays.
Okay, uh, long topic today. Um, hope you guys and girls enjoyed it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang. You can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang. And you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. This is a quick reminder for those that have used it. You can email me at juni at thetagang.com, and I'll get you set up and squared away um, with your with the benefits that that brings right like uh, you can get signed up for the Twitter alerts and you also get the cherry emoji flare um, quite a few people have signed up but never reached out so just want to give that uh, another nudge here uh, feel free to email me it's not gonna feel like uh, you're bothering me or anything like I will gladly set you up because you deserve it um, and I will give a quick thank you to Majadir, France, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Mikos, Nan Wackle, JTZ, PFM, DJ Mag, Pacro, Boop, Mitch Brady 7, HSN IV, Craig Thomas, GJ Wilson, Pitlesk, Statistically Random, Tom Thomas, BK Trade, Baked Potato, WSB Autist, Island Bell, Wheaton, Naw, Lur, Cheese, Maltman, NM, M. Hayden, La Little, Flip Flop, Metal Dum Dum, Grandpa 95, Hassan 789, Little Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Nate the River, Just Send It, Murph Q, Norfist, Bat Trader, Chicken Dinner, Dissentious, Saltwater Cure, Lord Skeletor, Matthew Hans, Elise Reservist, The Jester, Krispy Kreme Boy, Hermes Kaput, Winnie Hat Jr., Rusty Earth, Shifty, Spazzin Fish, AG, and Ensis 88. Woo! All right. Uh, just going to wrap things up. Just want to wish everyone a happy holidays and especially a happy Thanksgiving to those that celebrate it. Um, I'll see everybody on the Tuesday live stream. Uh, come by, uh, say hi, 6 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash real theta gang. And uh, yeah, uh, have a awesome week. Good luck on your trades. It's a short week. Um, and I'll see everybody on live stream. Bye.